I'm Mike Bridenstine, and I have listened to None Taken. Do you see? Do you see that drop down? So on the yeah. top left corner, there's this thing that says original sound, and I have it off. But I can put I can put it to be original sound only from this source, I think. And I think what that does is it doesn't fuck with the sound at all. But I'm hesitant to do that, like right before a show, just in case it fucks it up, you know. Like, what would it do? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm my only concern is that it, like I would lose my input to you, and I wouldn't be able to find it. <laughs> but I guess that seems that seems un- what, unlikely. What is, Should I try it? What's selected right now? Does it say or it's off? So I don't have original sound on. So, yeah, but try if I it. go to because okay. you can always change that back to off, right? I think so. Oh All god, right. I understand what you're saying. Okay, yeah, I'm worried about it. All right, so ready? I'm gonna try. Sure. It. Okay. Okay, so I just changed. Whoa, you it. sound so much better. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You sound like. I sound more present. <laughs> wait, 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 just wait, sound? just wait until you hear the show. Okay. Holy crap, dude! It's like you're. It's it's probably the way you were, you felt when you first when my mic finally was. Oh, okay. Holy shit, dude. Okay, cool. Everything so that, that you've invested, equipment wise. Yeah. Worth it? Actually, now paying off. Like, okay. I don't. Right. I, yeah, I have a negative way of saying that is none of the shit we've done since <laughs> until now. Is we really, weren't really taking advantage of our yeah, technology. Yeah, man. Oh my okay. god. Yeah, okay, I'm cool. sure this will be good. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait to make you laugh. <laughs> oh, that was already good. Okay. okay. All right. Um, okay. Cool. All right, man. I'm excited about this. All right. Sweet. Okay. Let's do a shot. I upset the dog. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, I didn't hear it. We got new booze bottles back from the San Diego Spirits Festival. That's where Natasha was. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I'm still when did she get back? Uh, last night, yesterday, yesterday afternoon. Oh, cool. Yeah, All right, talk about that on the show. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna press this button. You ready? I'm ready. Hey, before we get started, uh, can I propose a con- yeah? Can I? Well, before we get started, okay. can I propose a conspiracy theory for you? Ooh, I, I, I wish you always would. down for a new conspiracy theory, right? Yes. Yes, please. So do you remember when Mike Pompeo had his like secret meeting with the Taliban? I, I feel like that didn't get a lot of press and I feel like people didn't know what to make of that news. I, and I've, I've got a conspiracy that answers everything for us. So do you, do you okay. remember that story? Can you refresh I, it for the listeners? Cause <clears throat> we barely talked about that. Yeah, I do remember. So it was towards the end of Trump's presidency and he met with Taliban members to attempt to, negotiate the american withdrawal of forces from afghanistan okay is that basically the sure kind of long yeah but it was it? like yeah. not uh it wasn't well known wasn't, until yeah it wasn't really disclosed uh what was happening and that he was doing that until after the fact so do you think that the, here's a here's the theory okay was the real reason that afghanistan wrapped up and ended so poorly because mike pompeo wanted to sabotage the situation Oh, like, is it a fair where, reading? I see where you're going. Is here. it a fair reading of Pompeo's meeting with the Taliban leaders at the last minute that the goal was to just allow Afghanistan to become a chaotic mess and, like, I don't know, be too difficult for China to connect its belt and road through there? <laughs> where did you hear this conspiracy? Or is this a Dustin original? This is, this is me. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, 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 do I mean, you have any any sort of substantive proof? No, of course not. <laughs> It's <laughs> not how conspiracies work. That's, Why would that's you? Not how this works? No, yeah, it's a conspiracy, Alan, not facts. <laughs> right, right. Of course. I mean, that's great um, plausible deniability, right? I like the idea in, in general, and yeah, it I sounds th- like certainly... American spycraft. Be like, let's just let this fall apart. That way, 
we can make the other guy look bad. Well, certainly definitely the other guy past... look bad, but it also would be harder for China to have that shit on their border, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so you're kind of poking you know, China and I at the same time. Yeah. At that point, they didn't know whether or not Trump would win or, or lose the, re-election, the election campaign. So sure, so it would just be to create chaos with China. For China. Yeah. Just to fuck over China. Yeah. Because they got to get that belt and road through somewhere, and like I think there. That reminds me of that Rudy Giuliani audio. Oh, uh, hold on. I have that. <laughs> okay. So Rudy Giuliani was drunk this weekend. Uh, listener Matt <laughs> Ritzman sent this in. Um, this is so good. Uh, it's Thank great. you, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Let me see if the audio is good. I might have to boost it. It's like a minute and a half, and some of it's just complete dog shit. So forgive me for how bad some of this is, but like you, Rudy. So what was he doing? Was this a nine eleven memorial thing? I yeah. feel like it was a couple days before. Was it like the day of it, or? I think this was the day of okay. it. I thought. Um, yeah, he was speaking at some sort of nine eleven because he was the mayor of a, of nine eleven. Sure, and there, it seemed like there was a bunch of military former military leaders in the room. That's, well, that's, that's good because he makes some bold statements towards right. a general here. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, do you have the audio I pulled? Yes. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. So I think the audio should be good then. Oh, it is. I'm just saying like <laughs> it's meandering <laughs> it's and all. Yeah, yeah. It starts off with that. Not great then it acoustics. goes to something else and then it ends with him listing people's names. Yes. Okay. For here. some unknown reason. <laughs> okay, here. Can you imagine that Tony Blinken or Miley? Oh, yeah. How did, how's that guy a general? Jesus. The other day, he said that the Bagram Air Force Base is not strategically important. I wanted to grab his, what do you have, five stars, ten stars, twelve stars? He has so many stars that come into his ears. Dude, hold on. I want to pause it there. <laughs> okay. So many stars. Who did that remind you of? Uh, Trump? A lousy Trump impression. Yes. All right. Yes. I wanted to grab his stars, shove it down his throat, and say, it's 400 miles from China, asshole! That's a great crowd response, man. Wow. (laughs) It's like a fucking open mic. He's like, I'll just keep it moving. It's 400 miles from China, asshole. Like he's he's imagining a comic being like, oh, he's thinking that scene in Liar Liar where he's like, stop breaking the law, asshole! (laughs) He's like, this is going to kill. This is going to fucking kill. And then it's this. Cricket. China is going to be our enemy for the next 40 years. You have an air base 400 miles from them and you're giving it up, idiot. What? What are you supposed to do? You're ending the war. Like another country is going to be in charge of that and they aren't like Germany or <coughs> Japan after World War II. They're not like, yeah, sure, leave your base here. Like like it was part of the fucking deal. Like why right. why is he doing this? This is true. It sounds like he's on a megaphone. The audio is so bad. It's so bad, but he's also clearly drunk. He's Yes. Well, he's, yeah, something. Yeah. What? The- Wait, something what? What are you implying? Like you speed? Know, maybe a little no, 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 nose candy. Oh, I oh, you think that yeah. goes around there? Okay. Sure, what wow. the hell is wrong with you? Who paid you? Christ! <laughs> that you. is crazy! I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't get into this. What Biden did in the last two weeks is freaking insane. It cannot be explained. Dude, his his voice is so bad. Listen to that I again. Don't know. Listen. I don't know. It's so good. Twenty years ago, I did my job for the country. He sounds like an ashtray. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> but I did it because of them. Look, 
Every one of them would like to show you the f 10 people that supported them. Right, Espo? Right, Joe? Right? You didn't do it on your own. How many people did you have helping you? I had Denny. I had Tony. I had Howard. I had Joe. And I had a lot of people. That, where's Tony? I mean, I had these people, they were with me. Where's Tony? Uh, I couldn't have done Where's, did, it. It sounds like... Um... It sounds like Kavanaugh when he's talking about Scooter and Toby. And yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yes. But it also, it sounds like when, it sounds like a TikTok video. Like, like I want to see the TikTok version of that where, you know, someone's uh, dubbing over it and they just like cut away to like Tony and Ben and, oh, you know. Somebody needs to make this into a that, dance track. Sure, it's already that done. needs to happen. Yeah. I, yes. Uh, yeah, I, that was related to something. What was this from? Oh, yeah, the Afghan. My conspiracy theory. So okay. that worked out well. Um, speaking of which, I guess we have some news. The wait, that was the end of it. I thought there was more. No, that was no? it. Oh, okay. Well, that was. We are a Rudy Giuliani themed uh, podcast, so yes. we had to get that in there. There was more. I cut off. I cut out a piece in the middle that just. Uh, it, okay. It was okay. missable. Um, do you want to do the first story? Because I'm going to do the first story on our uh, the show that came out earlier in the week. God damn it, that's so confusing <laughs> for me. None of the listeners care. <laughs> yes, we recorded this before the other one, and I'm going to do the first story on that one. So why don't you do the first story on this one, Alan? Sure. All right. So the FBI released a newly declassified document from its investigation into 9-11. The first of several releases expected after an executive order by President Biden earlier this month. So maybe we'll so get some been... other ones. There'll be some more that come out. But I mean, this being the first one, did you read it? Yeah, it was pretty much a non-event. Yeah, it was um, like, yeah, we talked to this guy in 2015 and he discussed ways that he helped aid the Saudis to get in here. Uh, but just so you know, we're not saying in this document that the Saudi government or any officials from the family had anything to do with this. Right, because that was sort of always the sort of, I don't know if you want to call it conspiracy theory, but sort of more fringe theory was that, or not even fringe. I was going to say, how fringe people, do you think that is? Yeah. <clears throat> there were a lot of people that sincerely believed that the Saudi government had a, played a role in 9-11. I think it'd be pretty hard for them not to be aware of. Uh, yeah, I you know what? I tend to agree with that. Yeah. Um, so what? So there was these happenstance meetings with some of the hijackers and uh, uh, other Saudi nationals in the U.S. where the, you know they they were able to receive help in getting housing and finding a, a flight school, things like that. Um, and so they tried to connect the dots between these people and conversations they might have had with um, Saudi royalty or people in the government in in Saudi Arabia, and. This document basically says that they didn't find anything. I mean, huh. nothing to speak of, which is what everybody was hoping for, or a lot of people were hoping for when all these documents were declassified. So why was this the, kept classified for so long then? Uh, the government likes secrets. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think people were hoping that there would be some sort of smoking gun here, and they're just, they're just at least so far, there is not. So Well, maybe they wanted to wait till after the anniversary to have the bad news. So, so there were a lot of families who um, were... Uh, sort of protesting and didn't want uh, Biden to give a speech uh, memorializing 9-11 until he released these documents. They actually were released a couple hours after his speech. Um, but anyways, that was the thing that happened. So I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. 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 A lot of the families, as you might imagine, a lot of the, the families of people who were, you know, they lost loved ones in 9-11, um, you know, wanted to see more investigation and wanted to see what, you know, if there was, somebody uh more to blame than just these 
these terrorists? I mean, I've heard a lot of people question the 9-11 report, but I, sure. to be honest, I don't, I, I'm not well versed on it, so I, I can't comment too much on it. I, I think they talked about, I mean, everybody always just goes back to the Saudis on it. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff redacted in that region right. of the conversation. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. And there's an assumption that the Saudis are were too important of an ally in the Middle East. Our to... dollar is tied to the price of oil. So, like, sure. yeah, I, I can imagine that there is one. Um, which one of these W should go first? Um, America, so, I know, or same foul spirit? I think America, I know, I think, right? Actually, same foul spirit would be chrono- chronologically okay. correct. So do that one. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to bring up him? Yeah. Yeah, so George W. Bush gave a speech also memorializing 9-11 at the site of the crash landing of uh, Flight 93, I believe. Um, and In Pennsylvania somewhere? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that's where that was. Yeah, I believe that one was supposed to be going to the Pentagon as well, or maybe the White House. Capitol building, the... I think. That's what okay. a lot of people think. Okay. Um, any of it. So he gave this speech memorializing um, 9-11 20 years later. We'll play it and we'll talk about it afterwards. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But in their disdainful pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols, they are children of the same foul spirit. And it is our continuing duty to confront them. It's nice to see he still sounds evangelical. <laughs> You know what's weird though is he's getting a lot of credit for starting for to war. Oh, yeah, for for that statement on the left particularly, um, because he's he's essentially comparing the terrorists uh, on 9/11 to the attacks on the Capitol building on January the sixth, and there are a lot of people on the left. They're like, oh, you know, maybe maybe Bush is a good guy. Um, no, he's not, not a, good, a guy. good guy. Like. We're here 20 years later, in you know, pulling out of Afghanistan because of that guy and his administration, uh, and all the hawks that he uh, and he the unitary into the executive theory under Dick Cheney. Yep, yep, and, all of that. Yeah. So no, he doesn't get a pass because he gave a cool little speech. No, he always guys. was. Like, he was never um, a good speaker, but he was always likable. Like that yeah. was never his problem. It was like, no. God, I fucking hate you. Like <laughs> you're ruining our country and my opportunity for the rest of my life. Like it's 20 years later and I'm just used to this shit now. But I, I mean, I would like wake up and be angry because of that motherfucker. Like that mm-hmm. didn't go away. No, no. Yeah, you're right. He is, he is a likable guy. Um, but man, look at his policies and what, what he did. It's uh, it's not good stuff, people. Oh. All right, let's hear the next uh, clip if we can. Wait, I just want to play this part again. But then there's disdain for pluralism. What? P- disdain for pluralism. Disdain for pluralism. I heard disdainful pluralism. <laughs> so, okay, so that's a you disdain. Have to like, translate. W, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. There was, that was a whole cottage industry for eight years, <laughs> yes. The, so, what does that mean to you? A disdain for pluralism would be a disdain for. Like bipartisanship, uh, kind of, or, yeah, like, or, or like multicultural. Uh huh multicultural tolerism yeah okay um that's interesting because i actually uh i will bring that up in the future two days ago on the (laughs) other show yes i know uh when we talk about uh biden's announcement because i you know i mean one of the so any any elected leader in the u.s leads a plurality like just Mm -hmm. because there's two parties there's 
factions, especially now there's factions within all those parties, you know, right. um, there's all different kinds of leftists. There's all different kinds of right wingers and, and centrists and centrists. Yeah. Well, Jesus Christ, like what, what am I, um, right. the, what am I? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's stupid to think that it's um, on one axis, right? Like, there's up down on this too, you know? Yeah, I don't think it should be binary. No, yeah. The, the isn't that so funny that doesn't. like we live in the I, I I'm going I'm feeding <laughs> off this. We live in a period where it's like a major part of our culture is to be like, don't be so short sighted, you know, like don't think so binary, and uh-huh. but like a lot of those people are the same people are like, no, if you're not a Republican, you're a Democrat. It's like, yeah. Like how can Somehow, gender be fluid, but you can't imagine falling off the political spectrum other than two yeah. positions. Like, yeah. Somehow the non-binary just gets lost when we get into political conversations. Yeah. yeah. Well, something about like plurality it. we talked about on the other show. So th- thank you for listening to both of these and my rambling. Speaking of rambling, here's uh, the most 43rd president of the United States. Bush 43. When it comes to the unity of America, those days seem distant from our own. Unity. Malign force seems at work in our common life that turns every disagreement into an argument and every argument into a clash of cultures. So much of our politics has become a naked appeal to anger, fear, and resentment. That leaves us worried about our nation and our future together. I come without explanations or solutions. Me too. I can only tell you what I've seen. On America's day of trial and grief, I saw millions of people instinctively grab for a neighbor's hand and rally to the cause of one another. That is the America I know. So he goes on in the speech to say that is the America I know about a lot of things like... uh, you know, uh, Americans didn't uh, chili dogs fall into violence against uh, their fellow Muslim Americans. Uh, oh wait, just... wait! I know uh, owning a baseball team. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, uh, so what are the Amer- This is the America he knows. Yeah, are getting a DUI and getting away with it. <laughs> Those are excellent. Um, yes, descriptions of the America he knows. Okay. Oh, his dad was the head of the CIA and then vice president, and then president. Right. Right. Okay. The way he started that that uh, little sentence was malign forces seem at work in our public lives. Yeah, but he also said this. I come without explanations or solutions. <laughs> so do I. Like so many times, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I just came. I have no explanation or solution for this. I like I'm as baffled as you are. <laughs> yes. In fact, I almost just played that part of the clip. Or just I've, that part I've been clip. exporting it while we're talking. Nice. It's, it'll be nice. an end of show montage. Nice on the fly work yeah, there. Thanks. Um, so malign forces sounds a lot like the axis of evil, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I, dude. Okay. <laughs> so obviously he doesn't write his speeches. So is it the same speechwriter? I can't imagine it would be. Do you think there's anybody I mean, listening maybe. that's not familiar with axis of evil? Uh, I don't. I mean, maybe I doubt it. Maybe though. So the axis of evil was a speech in which he included. Uh, let's see. It was Iran, uh, North Korea, uh, North Korea, and Iraq. In Iraq, yeah, uh, all countries which, well, except for Iran, which <laughs> yet are you talking about war? Yet, <laughs> yeah, 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 yet. Uh, CIA has been running wars through Iran for. I mean, what do you think this whole thing in the Middle East was about? I don't know. Well, I mean, Stuxnet was a thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, but that was the Israelis. That's not us. 
Sure, sure. Like uh, they do anything without us knowing. Right. The, well, lately, quite <laughs> yeah, a bit, true, actually. actually. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. All right. So, have you? Um, so he talking about malign forces, talking about um, enemies, foreign and domestic. Apparently, mm-hmm, right. have you heard of the Justice for January sixth rally? Yes, I have. So it's coming up this Saturday, the 18th. Get yes, your tickets. It it's in Washington, D.C. Uh, the police barricades are up, so don't yeah, worry. Yeah, they put the fences back. It's going to be fine. That's fucking normal. I mean, so there's no um, no one in the Senate or Congress on that day. It's a weekend, man. It's they a Saturday. Yeah. Well, they worked the, oh, of course, they worked the inauguration day. That's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a holiday to them, but apparently they do have to work. Yeah. Yeah, from everything I've read, it doesn't seem like anybody expects much to come of this. Um, I believe the Proud Boys have issued a statement saying that anybody of, of their membership that attends will be removed from the Proud Boys membership. Um, and, and they, the permit that they filed I, I, says that I they... I had no idea that there was an actual like membership for it. I thought you could just say you're a Proud Boy. I mean, I'm sure you can. Okay. Yeah. Um, the The... The thing they file for permission oh, to yeah. do the protest, or whatever, yeah. what's that called? Um, permit, permit, whatever. Yep. It says that they are expecting like seven hundred people, um, mm. and there's going to be like a some singing and some you know some uh, singing of the national anthem and uh, Lee Greenwood. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like it's really going to be kind of a non-event. Okay. Well, I mean, good, right? Like, and honestly, that'll be good for their cause too. To be like, look, this is what we want to do. We didn't want to storm the capital. Yeah, it was, I mean, that's it was their, peaceful. It was a uh, sure. Uh, so what they tourism. what they're demanding though is that the, any all of the right. So that, justice for January six. What's that mean? So they're demanding that all the people that are have been incarcerated or um, are currently facing uh, legal issues because of their storming of the Capitol on the sixth, um, they're they're demanding that they be released from prison and that the charges be dropped. Does it sound like any of those people are getting like harsh treatment? Like you've read some of the descriptions of their time. Um, no, I mean, I'm not that no, sympathetic so. of them, but I don't want to get caught like treating them um, like inhumanely in my mind. Does like, that make sense? Like Gitmo. I wouldn't go that far, but like, I, I mean, is there any reason why any of these people should be in like solitary? And I feel like I, that's what I've heard, but I feel like that's their accounts. Yeah, I don't. I, I think don't they're just describing being in prison. They're like, you don't understand. I have one hour a day outside. It's like, right? Yeah, prison. Like yeah, that's why you don't go to prison. I can do a Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani impression. Stop breaking the law, asshole. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, thanks. Nailed it. Thanks. That was better. I think it's the tone that I didn't like when you would say nailed it before. That oh, was much right. better. And you know what? Maybe it's the new audio setup. It just sounds so much. Listeners, let us know what you think of how great Alan sounds today. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. So let's get out of here on a couple of more actual news items. So first one being the Justice Department sued Texas over its new law banning most abortions, arguing it was enacted quote, in defiance of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, in their in their case, I think, it's a, they say it's, it's settled constitutional law that a state may not prohibit any woman from making the ultimate decision to terminate her pregnancy before viability. The lawsuit reads, but, uh, but, no, but Texas has done just that. So that's essentially their, their claim, right? Yeah, also what they're saying is that it violates the supremacy clause of the Constitution. That, which is white. Right, which basically says what? that the, the what? Nothing. What did you say? White supremacist. What? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. 
it violates the supremacy clause of the constitution which says federal law supersedes state law so a, a state cannot write a law that overrules of a, a, a federal law mm -hmm. in this case roe v wade being federal law or established by the supreme court mm -hmm. um this this law flies in the face of that so that's what they're using as their sort of uh, entry here to get this in front of the supreme court again I, i'm how I'm is that not the argument in the first place because uh, the justice so, department wouldn't jump in without yeah it, ha it would have to be a regular lawsuit first right okay right so I think Regular the Justice lawsuit. Department is sort of in a unique position and the ability to, to launch this lawsuit. I'm really interested to see what the court does with this. This is not one, this is not on the shadow docket, so we're not going to get an answer in like a week, mm -hmm. you know, at midnight. Um, this is going to take some time, um, but I'm interested to see where this goes. Okay. Because eventually, so if they, I think that if they do decide that no, the the law can stand, we'll get into some more of this later. But um, the how much later? A little bit later, but get to the Maddow stuff, right? Yeah, it's like right after this. So, oh, okay, all right. Well, <clears throat> I think if they do decide the law can stand, that's they're overturning Roe v. Wade, basically. At that if point. they say that, yeah, I think that's like that There's feels no like that should it. be final. They're saying that they're like not, they could they after that be that. like we've already answered this to any th claims that came through, unless it was right. extremely novel. Maybe that's why this is so vague, though, right? Like they're basically saying like straight up, this is what Roe versus Wade said, and we're straight up saying that it's not, and, and that's why you're saying it denies that. Yeah, but you can come up with more creative ways, which is Rachel Maddow had this guy on Jesus Christ, man. Like I, I hate to sound like <laughs> I'm the like anti left um, news network person on the show. I just don't listen to any of them. I don't listen to Hannity. I don't listen to Rachel Maddow. Um, Carlson. Yeah. I don't listen to Carlson. I don't, I don't know what any of those people actually sound like. Mm -hmm. I, I, so I listened to Rachel Maddow to pull this clip we're about to play fuck man i'd rather listen to joe biden talk like <laughs> she is terrible and this is like on tv camera like it, just you'll hear with the pausing you know what it's the same thing that makes me hate the way um Babara? michael barbaro talks yes i think that there is a certain like cadence I, you've said that that um uh, almost like a Brooklyn, Brooklyn, sort yeah, of which is, yeah. she's not from Brooklyn. She's actually, I think, from here. But oh. um, well, it's those coastal certain, intellectuals, Alan. Those yeah, elites. I think there is a certain cadence to the way she talks. I, it doesn't bother me. I'm actually pretty used to it. She kind of sounds. She comes off as kind of nerdy. I guess and she comes in a way. across stupid to me. But yeah, oh, I don't see that. Well, um, sounds like I she can't talk. I mean, it's like if you're on TV to present something, you should be a good presenter. And yeah. it'd be really good if you were a good storyteller where you're telling me this shit and she's right. just like terrible storytelling technique. Okay. So she's, she's been in the slot that, that competes with Tucker Carlson. I'm aware of how popular for, she is for a long time. She actually, during the Trump administration, I think she was for quite a while. She was a number. Red, yeah. Number one Cause she was always pulling stunts about like tax documents and stuff. Well, yeah, I, I, I found her show eventually to be more uh, entertainment. So much, yeah. And so much of an opinion piece that I kind of, straight you know kind of didn't watch it too much mm -hmm. anymore um i did watch it a lot you know you know because that's all hannity ago. is like that's just yeah. opinion like well i think i've said that before a lot of these shows you know especially your primetime shows on cable you're just are, tuning in for personalities that you like right these are these are mostly opinion pieces and less news mm -hmm. um 
Now, sometimes the the opinions are interesting, and sometimes oh, the I'm news that's with... connected to it are interesting. But yeah, but you just have to realize that going in, and that's what yeah. you're getting. Right, right, and is... well, and it helps for them to be upfront too. You know, like I, yes, I don't mind does. biased news as long as I know that the source is biased. Like I don't yeah. want to find out that I was reading something. Well, because I mean, the truth is that there's no such thing as non-biased. Yeah, to like, actually have truly objective journalism would be impossible, and you would not be doing your readers a service because you'd have insight that you'd be avoiding saying because because you're trying yeah, to be. exactly. Yes. But you can, you know, break through that ceiling by saying, look, these are my opinions. If you want to know who I voted for, I've made that public, things like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyways, this is our short show. Um, <laughs> let's get this audio rolling. That's how it works. I'm going to get the tape mm. and I'm going to press. Yeah, spin it up a little yep, bit. Yep. Today, the very accomplished, very famous Harvard Law professor who took that Grendel's Den case back in the day, who took it all the way to the United States Supreme Court and won. Today, that professor... His name is Lawrence Tribe, has sort of set off a flare. By the way, I've cut a lot out of this. Warning that the Texas abortion ban. So, did you hear that? The U.S. Supreme Hold on. Set off a flare. Warning that. <laughs> what the, the fuck was that? This is. Hold on. This didn't start at the beginning. Okay. Do you want to play the audio, or should that, we just? Explain? Okay. You know what? This is a three-minute clip, Alan. Let's save all of us some time. What's the story here? And then we'll play the end of the audio. Okay. So there was a bar. Uh, in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, called and Grendel's Den, not Grundle. Grendel's Don't get it confused Grendel. with the Flushy Fun Bridge. <laughs> yes, Grendel's Den. Taint. And it, at the time, there was a law in the state of Massachusetts wherein they sort of ceded their power uh, over liquor licenses to the local um, churches. So not necessarily that. I mean, that's the that's the interpretation that was used in front of the court. So that's a, that, that's not the right way to present it. They would allow there was a lot of exceptions to having a bar. And one of the exceptions was if it's within a certain distance from a church. So yes. when Grendel's Den wanted to turn the restaurant into a bar, they had their application denied because a church was within Across a certain street, distance like and they objected to it. Yeah, right. there's probably a handful of other types of objections. But the point is, the point is that when that uh, lawsuit made it to the Supreme Court. The court said that the state of Massachusetts didn't, uh, couldn't just abdicate their responsibility in determining whether or not the liquor license uh, should be given or not. Uh, to uh, you know, saying that the church, uh, church having a veto here basically uh, was the state abdicating their responsibility. I mean, like first um, of all, specifically in that case, it seems like a violation of church and state. But secondly, sure, it, it was a private actor making decisions for the, for the state. state and that this is ultimately a state's decision. I mean, I mean why are we even going to play any of her here? The issue here is that the government, the state, can't let some random entity, a church, a school, some other private entity, make that decision. It's a governmental decision. You cannot delegate it to a private entity to make that determination talk for like its that. own purposes. So the... What is being argued here by this uh, Harvard uh, law professor who was the one who argued this case back in the day is that what Texas is doing is essentially the same thing in that by sort of deputizing any citizen to just bring a case um, and collect a $10,000 bounty. At starting somebody, at 10000 Yeah, starting at 10000 Because somebody violated this law is the state abdicating its role it, by just saying just we'll deputize anybody that, that we want and or that wants to, and they can just bring these, these lawsuits. And that's how this is going to be enforced. So 
So when I was listening to one of my conspiracy podcasts, that's where I first heard about this. And they were saying... Oh, wait, I hadn't heard about this before you brought it. Oh, really? See, that's what I like about listening to those dumb shows. I'm like, God, most, so much of this stuff is questionable, but it's like, I just make little notes. I'm like, let's find out about like what the kernel... Because yeah. there is a kernel of it, and then they just spin it for their objectives. I'm like, sure, eh. Sure, sure. Um, but you, know, you can kind of listen with an open mind. The uh, So anyways, they... They heard this clip and they go, oh, sounds like it's going to get overturned. He's like, yep, it'll probably get overturned. And they're like, you know what? I think the Democrats uh, made a revision to that bill because because uh, Democrats were able to like negotiate before that bill was signed. And that was probably the negotiation they put in there was to have the bounties. The Democrats probably put the bounties in as a poison pill so that, you know, and then they knew the Republicans would be like, fuck yeah, a bounty will be all about it. And then, and then, and then, and then it'll get overturned. And the Democrats will be like, ha 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 ha, got you the whole time, suckers. And I'm just like, just <laughs> the mental leaps. Like, are you even following me in what I just tried to tell you? So they think that the Democrats backwards. knew that this was going to go through. They put language in that made it more barbaric anticipating that that would get overturned and then abortion would be legal forever and 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 humiliating the republicans back into their caves where they'll come out for the next 17 years and like fucking the trees no those are cicadas (laughs) the whole reason that it wasn't immediately overturned was because of that specific language so that that makes no sense whatsoever no i know So, uh, how does um, do you think that this applies at all to like the OSHA and the vaccine executive order? Because so not so if it's the president saying OSHA to do it, then OSHA is the entity doing it, which is a government entity. Therefore, the decision is a government decision. But if it's OSHA telling employers to fire their employees if they have over one hundred of them and mm-hmm. those ones aren't masked, aren't vaxxed, I, I can't like. I don't think so. I think no, I, f- because... I have to like write it down to see if that's too far removed. Like, <laughs> yeah, because because so OSHA would still be the enforcer here. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure we'll get to it on the, yeah. the main show that we do two days, two days ago. ago. Yeah, uh, the OSHA is still the one enforcing the law, not a private citizen, not a private company. Mm-hmm. Um, although the private company, on some level, ends up being an enforcer themselves i mean similarly to how the abortion clinics in texas just stopped doing it they stopped performing abortions right um, so they complied basically they just complied because they don't want to get fined they don't want to deal with the lawsuits right this would be a similar situation with businesses sure like any reputable business isn't going to shirk that out of fear they don't want to risk the the potential for for a fine or a violation even though i mean so so in that way it is not it, it's not similar. No, they are not the enforcement. Don't think it's enforcement okay. Arm okay. Of it, All right. Yes. Cool. Yeah, my yeah. mind kind of went there, and it didn't feel like it connected, but I figured we could talk about it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to say, I agree with you that Mexico's Supreme Court ruled that punishing abortion as a crime is unconstitutional, annulling a law in the northern state of Coahuila. I can't say that word. Coahuila. 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 It's a state on the border of Texas. That's to stay on the border of Texas, okay. let's say that. However, only four states of 32 have legalized abortions in the Roman Catholic majority nation. So it's interesting that, you know, a state that borders Texas, um, it, this is happening right now. It's it's purely coincidental. This has been moving through their courts for like four years. So it's just kind of strange. It's just pretty wild to consider like like your, the freedom index in Mexico as compared to the United States. <laughs> right? Like, that is pretty. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and as the uh, headline points out, they are a Roman Catholic majority nation and have been for. Did you know if the U.S.'s GDP was um, annualized at one percent less going back a hundred year, years ago? Did I say that word right? Like the compounded? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the U.S. presently would have the same GDP as Mexico if it was just one percent less a hundred years ago, and then moving forward in all the same ways. Yeah, because it was really the sort of the tech revolution that sort of sure. But one percent back then would make all of that difference. Like it's just yeah. like it's how important those inches are. That's crazy, right? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Do you want to do this last story or you want to skip it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Come on. So the Met Gala returned last night. I know you were on the edge of your seat because, Alan, if there's one thing that we really don't talk about enough on the show, but it's really our passion, it's fashion. Totally. So I, I, I mean, see you're wearing your Christian Dior yeah, uh, T-shirt right I, at the moment. I have a disdain for this event. Like, it's one of those things that every year when it happens, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? This happened because it's not like I knew it was coming. And then I'm like, why does anybody care about all this shit? Like, it's just celebrity cult worship. Um, and it kind of crossed streams in a weird way yesterday. Uh, the um, AOC made me laugh. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. AOC wore a wedding dress that uh-huh. on the back said. I mean, when I saw that picture, I was like, "Oh, she got married." And then I saw the back, the I was like, "That's kind of weird to wear that to your wedding." Yeah. She, so on the back in red, it had "Tax the Rich" written on it. Um, and this was yes, queened all over the internet today, and right. also shame on you, bitch. That's thirty thousand dollars a plate from right. the other half of the internet right. and i'm just like why don't you have a measured conversation about how like this seems insincere but uh i don't know like i i got plenty of opinions on it but what, it just what do you reminds think me this? of when melania trump wore that i don't everybody care said jacket. about that it's, yeah, yeah everybody made the same connection and i failed to see any connection at all like i don't see any connection at all because it's a political statement on clothing i mean yeah but was there like you know we we're left to assume that melania was talking about kids in cages i guess i don't know i don't know like what did we what did that mean but like this very clearly means what it means but and it was at a like i said like a celebrity cult worship event and i just don't like seeing politicians worship like celebrities i don't think that's a good formula that's one thing that really bothers me about the way people treat her and a handful of other, I mean, Trump, Jesus Christ, same way. Yeah, but, I mean, I, um, uh, what's that three legged three toes, uh, what? Marjorie three toes. Oh, there's Marjorie that picture Taylor of her Green. on the beach where she only had three toes. Yeah. Well, she's a velociraptor. Clearly. Probably. Um, she can open doors. I mean, politics is a popularity contest, so it's not, you know, yeah. too far to the side to be a, a celebrity. Um, yeah, I don't. I mostly ignore that. Yeah, I know. It happens. I, I, oh, I some d- of the fashion is such a strange thing, dude. That, that we're not talking about fashion right now. So weird. Okay. Anyways, we're talking about. Did you see messages. the guy with like the little green alien baby? He was carrying around for some unknown reason. No, it was. Don't, uh, don't change the subject. You saw this dude live in concert. Uh, fuck, Floyd. Floyd. What? Floyd? Is it Floyd? Uh, I know who you're talking about. He had that song about Matter at Coachella. Okay. Give me one sec. Well, I know Lil Nas X was dressed funny. But that's oh, he had it. like three outfits. Why are we doing this? That's not what I want to talk about here. Okay, hold on. Let me just... Okay, okay it's uh, Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him. He had like, the little green baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was his first show after he came out. Um, what do we want to talk about? Uh, the Okay, so when I see the like future of socialist Democrats in America, 
saying tax the rich at an event where she has to pay $30,000 to be there. I find hypocrisy in that. And when I bring that up, people say, no, this is so the two things people say that they're clearly like talking points was uh, the Melania Trump and mm. the and no, that's just an opportunity for her to bring her message to a new audience. It's like, bitch, the they fucking, they've fucking heard of her. Like, right. and I'm pretty sure they've heard the phrase tax the rich before those people laughed at her. Like she I, has a platform on Twitch. I mean, like she could go there. Okay. So, so in this in like you've read, is it Boldriard? Bold. I never know how to say it. Um, Jean Boldriard. Yeah. Boldriard. Okay. Yeah. I, my mind immediately went to simulation simulacra, but I can't, like, I can't even understand what he writes, so I can't turn around and tell you how I'm seeing it in real life. Can you see it in this? Like, that tax the, fr- tax the rich as an idea has lost its meaning when the simulation is built on top of nothing. Right. So this would be simulacra. Right. So cause simulacra so, is like the it's like a thing that, that it depicts something that doesn't like exist anymore Dude, or never did. Honestly, the best example of simulacra is that one meme where it was like, you get the fish and then you have little, um, cut out like, uh, uh, and, and then you have fish nuggets. So it's like <laughs> fish nuggets shaped like fish. And it's right. like, at this point, like you don't need to make it You're look like a fish. It's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of simul- simulacra a little bit. Right. 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 So what you're saying is she's, representing a thing that does, doesn't exist or never did. I, and in fact, I could, I would argue that I don't think she does anymore. If that's the event that she goes to, to spread her message like that. Oh, I see. Like this invalidates. Th- I mean, it doesn't entirely. I feel like I'm in the same camp as people that say that, uh, John Kerry is a hypocrite or Al Gore for flying in private jets. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. how the fuck do you expect me to get to the other side of the planet? Like I, I, but, but well, that chick from like Norway just like sailed. Okay. All right. Well, then, yes. Back to my, then. Okay. Airtight case. I'm good. Let's do a Dustin S question to get out of here. I, as a rule, I don't like talking about AOC because people that like AOC are largely apolitical or economically um, illiterate, and not everyone. But lo- that I've, in my experience, that's a lot of her fan base. It's kind of like how Trump's fan base is people that are like, I wasn't very political, but then I heard what he said and I liked it. That's a lot of the mm-hmm. people that vote for AOC. They're people that don't have time. They, you know, they went to college, they got a degree, they can't afford to pay pay it back. They've got a family. They don't have time to be invested in reading the news. So they like what she says, and maybe they don't have like a deep basis of economics. So they don't really care if it makes sense or not. And then if I say anything saying that any of that stuff like is challenging, and maybe we should reconsider some of her ideas, I just sound like the person that's getting in the way of them having their debts paid off or their college <laughs> tuition paid off, living a living wage and having health care. And they won't hear me. So I don't talk about AOC. I talk about those subjects with her divorced from the subject because it's just people glaze over. It's like Trump. Right. It's just I- like talking to Trump people. She is a, a certainly a personality at this point. I, I don't necessarily always agree with her, but I do. Like I do her. often. I do I, often well, agree with her. What I was going to say, her. though, is I do like her poking sort of at the Pelosi wing of yeah, the I do too. party. Yeah. You know? I, I appreciate that, and I think somebody needs to do yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm happy with her filling that role. Um, let's get out of yeah. here on a question. Yeah. What you got? I kind of want to save these for the big show. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man. Sorry to be big here. show. Uh, 
well, we could just go out with your response to this. So is it any coincidence that they started the vaccine mandates after they ended unemployment benefits? <laughs> uh, <I laughs> All right. That's hey, good. I God bless. Okay. <laughs> Drive safe. Cheers. Cheers. That was fun. It was. Get vaccinated. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. I come without explanations or solutions. Read the news. Now this is podcasting.